Hot Tub Beers is meant for entertainment purposes with a side of beer education. Each episode may contain offensive and off-color humor. Our intended audience is people 21 years of older who love beer and laughter. What's up, Carlos? Everything is fine and dandy. <laughs> Timothy? Welcome back to the hot tub, sir. Uh, you know, never sucks whenever I'm around you, whether it's a hot tub, whether it's sand, whether it's beach. Just as long as we're all having a good time and uh, enjoying some different beers from some different breweries, most you, definitely. You know, that it was it was cold the days in between the last one, and now we're, now we're back up into the 70s. Uh, that's that Houston weather. I mean, you, got, you either love it or you hate it. I mean, people from the Midwest and the East Coast, they moved down here um, due to the fact that, you know, they don't have to deal with all four seasons and it's not cold for six or seven months and you know you just get what you get you know but one one, one day we're gonna get a cold day for the uh the hot tub i don't know when it's gonna be but one day we're gonna hit a cold day for the hot tub i mean the hot tub's a hot tub as long as you got bubbles man and good conversation that's oh really hold need. on yes the bubbles, yes. The, the bubbles. <laughs> so what breweries are we doing today Tim? we're doing southern star we're doing an all southern star we're sticking with the texas theme uh i i kind of started tweeting out that uh trying the fracker in the hot tub the other day and uh, Southern Star kind of tweeted back at us and was like, yeah, tell, let us know how it goes. And so I uh, put together three of their beers. So we're going Bombshell Blonde. Nice. Okay. Nice. Then we're clean, cleansing the palate again with the National Beer of Texas. I mean, let's do it. Lone Star never sucks. Absolutely. Uh, then we're going to the Fracker, their, their new IPA. So that one's going to be a limited release. And that'll be something very new to me. That I, it, I never... It's going to be cool. I did some research on that one, right? Because we'll get to it when we get there. But I am excited about talking about that one. And then the last one is another year-round, another staple of Southern Star, the Buried Hatchet Stout. The Buried Hatchet Stout, I don't know if that uh, changes year to year, but I did have it last year. I was very impressed with it. Let's see if uh, the same thing happens this year. All right, so let's go. We've got beer number one. we got the Bombshell Blonde. Um, I... I've never really looked at the can because I always drink. Uh, I'll have one of these uh, every periodically on on draft. I just never realized does the girl ever change on the can? I don't. I don't know if the girl ever changes on the can. I've seen some some like fan art interpretations of it. Yes. And me then too. last year they did like a red versus blue can. Uh, you know the election was going on. It looks like blue won. Blue's blue's still the can color. Yeah. Yeah. Love the graphic. Love yeah. The fact. I'm just curious also why isn't the bomb going up? Because I mean, bombs, bombs fall down, Carlos. Oh, shoot. Well, and that's why you have a master's degree. <laughs> I don't. So that right there is freaking awesome. I didn't think about that. I was thinking of a rocket, and uh, that's why, once again, Timothy is the man. But the bombshell is riding the bomb on the can. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. So Doing a great job. Beer for people who like beer. That's our motto here for Southern Star. And that's a great motto. Well, so. Um, and we like beer, so... I'm Here a, we go. I am a fan, most definitely, of uh, the Bombshell Blonde. I've had it numerous times. Uh, great color, great smell already. So, uh, yeah, so smell, nose. Tell me what you got. Mm, deliciousness. Very easy drinking. Man, this is just a throwback freaking beer right here. Dude, it is It is super light and crisp, like easy drinking beer. So we're looking at 5.25% ABV and 20 IB, IBU. So for those of y'all who don't know what IBU is, that's International Bitter Unit, and that uh, allows you to know um, what you're feeling on your tongue, and the higher the number normally means more hops, more flavor, a little bit more bitterness, uh, 
a little bit harder to drink. So I mean, I know things like this. It's pretty serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's uh <laughs> some intimate beer knowledge right there. Kind of lower the volume of their voice. Be quietly. This is oh, awesome. You scared Bingo away. Uh, What's just wrong, so y'all Bingo? Know, we uh, we have Bingo the dog here. Freaking awesome, freaking dog. Um, I would say guard dog, but it uh, doesn't seem to bark whenever I come to the backyard, so I don't know how much of a guard dog that is, but <laughs> Bingo is amazing. Bingo's, Bingo's past his prime. I don't think he hears anymore. That's all right. But he's, you, yet you most definitely, I can tell you, gave that dog a good life. That's what it's all about. So and cheers to that. Cheers to that. So hops in here is Sapphire and Sterling hops. So I, I kind of got into the hops on this episode. And, and the reason why is actually because of our next beer. But just kind of looking at what hops in there, how the hops are contributing to the flavor. So we've got Sapphire and Sterling hops both in this beer. So if you're looking at that, those are lower bittering to mid bittering hops. So because it's not a IPA, we don't want to get it. They're not wanting it to be too bitter, right? And it's supposed to be floral, citrus notes and flavors coming out of it. And Most when, when I know that and I'm tasting it, it hits. Like, it, it hits on. The most interesting thing that I saw about this one, right? Yes, sir. We talked about this last time. There's not a lot of lagers or pilsners that are coming out of craft beers. It's primarily ale because it's easier to ferment. It's easier to control the temperature. The lagers and all that, and you, you need get, more temperature control, and right? Small, and without a doubt, you're most definitely on point because you go to a small brewery, you see that there's not a whole bunch of tanks and it doesn't take up a lot of space because it's it's uh, being brewed in and out. So, yeah, most definitely. See, and then the yeast that they're using here is a California ale yeast. Now, in the home brewing, when we do that, we would brew, or they had this thing called California common yeast. And I don't know if this is the same thing, but it would brew at ale temperatures and produce lager characteristics, which yes. Yes. this is a great beer for that buddy of yours. It's like, I don't drink craft. I, I need my Bud Light. Like, this is a great beer to say, listen, craft is better. It's got more flavor. This gives you that more flavor, but it's still got a lager mouthfeel. Like, it's still clean and crisp. I just finished, and um, what else can you say? Easy, refreshing, drinking beer. I mean, uh, two or three of those, and you'll still feel great. And, uh, man, that, that really good beer. Always impressed really with beer. it. Yeah, no, I know. I could sit and drink these. These are, these are like, all-day beers. <sighs> so, I'm assuming, like, this is the staple, right? So, really assuming that this beer... Is your intro beer? This is your flagship. Yes. It gets it gets them into craft brewing. It gets gets other people motivated. I'm almost. To try something I'm not. New. I, I'm not positive. I've never researched it, but I'm almost positive that had to have been their very first beer release from Southern Star. And if it's not, it's their most known for sure. So, you you. I'm sure you've had friends that you take out to the craft beer bar, or you're you're. They're coming over to the house and wanting to drink something, and they're like, "Oh, you got this." Fruit, fruit, craft beer, crap, right? Yes. So that beer right there is what you introduce them to. That's one that you've introduced them with. No, well, not not that, not necessarily that one, but craft beer scene as far as any any because all most uh, craft uh, scene they'll either have a year round pilsner lager or kolsch or they'll have a staple seasonal with it uh, during spring and summer and um, takes just it, it it would it would like be the intro to getting someone who drinks Miller Light, Coors Light, Bud Light, uh, something easy going. 
and uh, to introduce them to something different, to let them know that, you know, craft is not just something that's just bitter, dark, heavy, um, strong tasting, you know, um, that's, uh, that's most definitely a go-to beer as far as like, you know, giving someone who normally drinks light beer, go straight into freaking, uh, a small brewery that has a Pilsner or a lager. It so, just has a little bit more flavor as far as I'm concerned. It does have a little bit more flavor. Yes. It does have a little bit more flavor, but it doesn't like, it doesn't hit you heavy. It's got a great mouthfeel. Like, oh, yeah. To be full disclosure, that's one that I usually keep in the back of the fridge. I always have a couple on hand so that, you know, when somebody comes over and they're looking for that Miller Lite, that Coors Lite, that whatever, um, yes, sir. they're grabbing, I can, I can always say, hey, listen, try this. And it opens the doors into new things. Like, uh, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, I take him out to, to Thistle every once in a while. But some of those easy ones are the ones that he's gotten into, and now he's trying the crazy stuff with me. I had some black crack with, with him last I'm night. I'm not racist, way. so, I mean, I'm just saying I would try it no matter <laughs> what color it really was, to be honest with you, Tim. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's what we do, you know. Oh, oh. man, it's so relaxing. So, you're, you're kind of finishing up a day at work, right? So I do work too. I, I, I mean, this, well, is not, yes. this is not my full time gig unless people want to start paying us. <laughs> and that wouldn't suck at all. Well, that would not suck at all. That would not suck at all. And we're kind of like creating. I don't know. We're not getting paid, but we're kind of creating this, this own like craft beer niche job, if you will. But over this pandemic, like I, I know you're working with distributors, you're working with different breweries, you've worked as sales reps. What are you seeing that's going on right now? How are these? How are the beer jobs? being affected by all this uh, i'm gonna tell you um small breweries are trying to keep their head up um with bars and restaurants being open and i think what are we at 75 capacity um everything's not fully open so i mean and a lot of places have shut down um a lot of people are fighting uh, tooth and nail for the exact same restaurant exact same freaking tap uh, sometimes the beer gets in uh, in the account. It doesn't go on draft right away because it's rotation nation. If y'all don't know what that is, that's where a keg pops and a new keg comes on. People love that. But uh, sometimes the keg will sit back there for a while. Um, people are holding on to their dollars. Um, it's just uh, it's putting a hurt. The, you know, the COVID-19 has put a hurt on the economy. Um, and, and not just the beer industry. I mean, you know, just everything that's out there, unless you got a stable job to where you have a um, – a salary coming in, I mean, it's uh, everybody's fighting tooth and nail. Uh, the beer industry is taking a hit. Uh, aluminum cans are uh, at high demand right now. Uh, not a lot, not enough of them. Kegs right now are getting a little bit easier on demand to, to get. But the thing is, is uh, beer buyers out there in the uh, restaurant and the bar industry are kind of hesitant to buy the big expensive kegs, the half barrels. So they're going with Slims right now, and uh, they're kind of taking a loss. But they also are scared at some point that we might get shut down again. So that's that's that always seems to be the black cloud hanging over everybody's like we might get shut down yeah, again we might, and you hear rumors about it going on in other parts of the state and it makes you nervous like have you personally seen like the number of reps go down in the Houston area oh, yes or yeah. yes the number of reps uh, have gone down some have been put on a uh, on um part-time some were uh put on a furlough like I was for for a really long period of time you know you go you get put on furlough you go looking for anything until the, until something else pops up been very uh, lucky and fortunate that you know the people that I know out in the area so uh, yeah um, tough times but you got to grind it out everything will get better everybody wear your mask not just for other people but for yourself so that's one that's one thing it kind of kind of emphasize like right, whether we agree with it or not we got to play the game because exactly. if we don't play the game we're not gonna have the the things that we're used to having and, and the things that we love right like I don't care you know whether you what, what you believe in what your political stance is uh, I want to drink beer. 
Um, and, and, and I don't, you know, I, I'm willing to put aside politics to be able to go out and enjoy that beer with my friends at a public venue again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for and sure. And just as a consumer, I've seen lots of beers that you're used to seeing on regular rotation kind of fading to the background now just because, and, and that makes sense. There may not be as much, uh, excuse me, there may not be as much, uh, reps out there pushing it, but, uh, tell you what, let's, uh. Let's go. Let's finish this this Lone Star. Let's clean our palates, and we're gonna come back with another beer that I'm really excited about. Is this Fracker beer, right? So it is on the can. It it states it's the unofficial beer of the oil and gas industry. So here in just a moment, we're going to officially taste the unofficial beer of the oil and gas industry, the Fracker IPA from Southern Star. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. We got the Lone Star. We cleaned the palate. We're ready to go with the next one. So this next one is the Fracker IPA. Uh, those of you that don't know what fracking is, uh, I'm sure it happens all over the country. I know there's big debates about it over in West Texas because this oil and gas industry is huge in Texas, where they're drilling in the ground, using chemicals, tapping into an oil source, and using that oil. Um, Yes, sir. I, I'm sure there is there's there's far more to it than that, and I am not super educated on it. So if if you have a better explanation of fracking, we can update this episode. Just email us. Um, but we're looking at this IPA, the unofficial beer of the oil and gas industry, obviously because of the name. It is an explosive IPA, is what the can says. Um, I love the fact they said the unofficial. That is that is awesome. <laughs> they got a hard hat and everything on there. Um, so one thing, okay, so I'm excited about this beer, okay? So I'm kind of geeking out about it. Um, this is a different type of IPA um, in the sense that, well, I'll explain a little bit later, but our, our bittering units on this are 20, which is the same as the Bombshell Blanc. So very very, very sessionable, but it's, I guarantee it's going to have a lot more flavor. I mean, I can already, I can I can smell it as you cracked open and you pour the beer. Okay, so what are I, you smelling? Man, I'm smelling freaking like juicy notes, man. I mean, it doesn't look freaking like a West Coast uh, hazy, I, I mean, uh, uh, West Coast IPA where it's clear, but it's not super juicy and hazy to where it's like freaking like a juice bomb, like orange juice. Correct. Yeah, this and is kind of a hybrid, it. it looks like, doesn't it? It really does look like a hybrid. It is. Like, is, this is beer for people who like beer. Like, there, there doesn't seem like they're sticking with a particular style here. This is just brewed because it's going to taste good. I tell you what, it smells freaking good. And I tell you what, the, the art on the on the can, I freaking love the art. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty cool, isn't it, it? It is really cool. You can see where the fracking is. The only thing is, I probably would have went with a little bit of brown so people would have known that that was uh, like sand or dirt in the background. But other than that, they even got the dinosaur on top, which I thought was freaking cool. They got <laughs> the, is. They got the cactus. They got the clouds in the sky. Or space. Is that a spaceship? No, that's a cloud. I don't, I don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah, it's a cloud. Okay. Yeah, uh, great graphics. Um, man, the can says, says it all. I, yeah, it does. It, it really does. does. You got those little grasshoppers. I don't know what the, the oil deals. We call them grasshoppers as a kid. We drive out to El Paso and see them all the way out there. So enough talking about the can. We talked about the oh, smell. It's great cool. smell. Man. Oh, man. it's it's. It, there's a lot of citrus. Yes. There's a lot of aroma in there. Okay, so I, I want you to taste this. And so this is why I dug into the hops on this, right? Okay, so let's taste it. You tell me what your initial thoughts are, what you're tasting. Well, first of all, Tim, don't ever tell me how to live my life, but I will taste it, and I will tell you, because that's what I feel <laughs> that we're doing. That's part of our job. 
and we're not getting paid, so people donate, and um, I will most definitely take your your money. Thank you very much for your support. Okay, yeah, yeah. So please, please, uh, <laughs> let me let me backtrack. I, I, I'm gonna backpedal a little bit here, Carlos. Please taste at your will. Uh, I don't want to make you feel as though you're pressured to taste I right mean, now. We are we are free men in this country. It's pretty serious. Yes, so. you are. Okay, ready? And, okay, let's go. Okay, now go. Whoa, that is a super awesome, refreshing beer. Okay. And you're you're you know what you hit on the nose, Tim. This is a hybrid. So it's a it's a you got the West Coast like notes. It's kind of dry. It's not super juicy on the on the finish, and um, you can take you can taste the freaking the citrus, and uh, holy crap, that is an awesome beer. Okay, that so I'm like, a, I'm gonna challenge you to do one thing. So I learned this in the the Cicerone class over at this one, right? Thing. You're okay. so badass, Tim. Thank you, again, Mary. again, thank you, Mary. Six feet apart in thank, the hot tub when you. Carlos thank, is uh, thank complimenting you, me. Thank you, Mary, for making Tim badass. Yes, <laughs> yes, another, that's a, that's a good plug, point. Another plug for this one, Drag, so because she does host classes there. If any of y'all ever want to, go. oh, that's true. She does have the Cicerone classes there. This is true. Yes, so hopefully they're going to get this started up post pandemic. But so take a take a sip. Take a sip. Okay, swish it in your mouth, and while you're swishing your mouth, breathe out your nose. Do you get more flavors? Do you get more a different view of it? Yeah. Well, not only that, it, it coats the tongue a little bit more. Uh, it, it, it invites more whenever I swish it. It invites more um, uh, foam flavored. That's what where like where the aroma's at, mm -hmm. and um, the aftertaste lingers a little bit longer. I don't know if that's supposed. To, I've never done that. Before. So, so yeah, that's what we learned. You so you do that, and you you get fuller flavors. They stick with you a little bit longer, and not only because a large percent of your taste is your smell and so you're you're getting those you're, you're hitting both of them at the same time and it's supposed to bring out a lot of the flavors this is an awesome very unique beer i don't know if this is going to be a staple beer if this is just a year round it would be a, awesome if they make it a staple beer well i'll tell you what um this is a beer right here that uh, men and women will enjoy right here and for non-beer drinkers if you just wanted to try something that's different that has a little bit more taste than light beer this could actually be a route right here too because this is a uh, so it's really light. It's really refreshing, is what it is. Well, so Great I'm beer. telling you, when I when I when I taste it the first time, right? I'm tasting coconut. I'm tasting tangerine. I'm tasting, I'm tasting citrus. I'm most definitely tasting tangerine. I haven't tasted the coconut, and I love coconut, by the way. So there I'm you tasting, go. I, I got the orange. I got the citrus. I got the tangerine. Man, I mean, this is a. Um, well, so I didn't do a lot of research before I tasted it. I just was well, blind tasting. But the thing is, everybody's taste buds are different. Right? Everybody's taste buds so, are different, so I right? Haven't, I haven't tasted the, the coconut, but I tell you what, coconut beer. Is, would it would if I was to taste it, it would just be even more on, on the nose to as far as greatness for it. But I mean, really freaking easy beer, not too dark, not too light, freaking great color, great aroma. And, well, what do, I was... and, and for, for any of y'all out there, if y'all give this beer a chance, do what Tim said. Swish it, take a take, take a sip, swish it in your mouth. It's my first time ever doing that, and I tell you what, it it brings out a totally different flavor of um of the context of exactly what he was talking about. Great stuff going on here. Really like it. It is good. Good job, Southern Star. So I'm sitting there tasting it. I'm thinking there's got to be tons of adjuncts in here. They got to be throwing in some orange peel, or they got to be putting coconut into the bowl. Is what I thought was going on. So that's why I started looking orange and I'm peel. researching You're it. You're absolutely right. I didn't think about that, but I do taste that. Okay, that see, here's what the cool thing is. So I'm researching this right, and I'm thinking, let me look it up. How they brew this thing? There's none of the adjuncts in it, unless I'm missing something. But they're using sabro. And a Zaka hops. Now I could be pronouncing those wrong. So Zabro hop is actually a hop that tastes just like coconut. There you go. 
So they're putting large amounts of these hops in there, and they're not super high bittering hops, but they have these tropical flavors. They've yes. got the coconut flavors. They've got mango and citrus flavors that are supposed to come off of those hops. So the flavors that you're tasting are the hop flavors, but they're not super bitter, So, if that makes any sense. No, so it's no a, it makes complete sense. I mean, like the, the, the hop is taking over the beer, but not necessarily with acidity. So what I'm going to say about this beer... If it's going to be a staple beer, the reason why I'd asked if it was going to be a seasonal or whatnot, because the notes that I'm getting, and now that I know that they use a freaking hop that actually contains that, that, that that's flavored in coconut, um, this beer would have been perfect. Uh, well, year-round is great, but I just think that this beer right here, spring and summer, will freaking, it's going to crush it. A lot of people, you know, right now, our winter months in Houston are not really winter months, but... They're going to fucking try to, you know, drink nothing but, you know, coffee porters and stouts and this and that. But that beer right there could be a year-round beer. Uh, but most definitely spring and summer, if that's going to be a seasonal, if this is y'all's first time trying to figure it out, great beer. Um, glad y'all brought it out right now. But I most definitely see it on a seasonal, if not year-round. Absolutely. Great stuff. Absolutely. Just out of curiosity, Tim, are you, are you ever going to pick any beers that suck? Um, I'm... <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, we're not going to know that they suck. We're I've not going to know had, they suck. So, like, the fracking, so, this, this is the first time beer for the most of us. Most definitely uh, go get it wherever you can find it. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Probably H-E-B, maybe Kroger. I don't know exactly where they're all at. But I had had the bombshell, the, the, the bombshell Blonde. I already knew what that was about. I already knew that that was a fa fabulous, easy-drinking beer. The fracking, uh, first time, uh, enjoyed it, and I would most definitely go and spend my own money on it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it, Okay, so... I'm going to go back. I'm going to go deep, deep Man. dive on oh, this oh, can oh, right oh, now, okay? Oh, do it, bro. Do it. So I'm going to be serious, kind of, not really, for a minute. Okay, so I was kind of geeking out with a buddy of mine. Like, this whole election thing is going on, right? Well, I you got, thought I was your buddy, bro. Another buddy of mine. I'm allowed to have more friends, Carlos. We're not I mean, exclusive, okay? I mean, I'm just saying. I, it, it's okay. okay. I still love you. I'm just saying. Your beard looks this, sexy, by the way. If this thing takes today. off, the other buddy's not getting any money. <laughs> I'll let him know. Okay, thank you. I okay. I don't even know if he knows that I have the podcast, so I'm, uh, yeah, but. Well, then he's not really your buddy, though. Oh, son of a bitch. I don't, would you like to say his name, Tim? Nope. Okay. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. That so, was awesome. Anyway, anyway, so we're talking about how different things in the area pop up red and blue, right? So yes. fracking is controversial over in West Texas. You see the Midland Odessa area, that was all popping up red because. The fracking is bringing money to the area. Yes. But you look down in the Big Bend area, and the Big Bend area was popping up as voting blue. And this can is primarily blue. I know Carlos talked about it one, it should have been a little bit of brown maybe to show what fracking is. But it, the okay. blue makes sense. And I'm telling you this why. Because you look down there. When I was a kid, we'd always stop on the way to El Paso in Balmeray State Park in Toyaville. It's the nation's largest spring-fed swimming pool. You can see straight to the bottom, 20 feet deep. It is cold. I have actually goes, heard of that. never seen it before. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Okay, no, sorry. you're fine. No, I've, been, I, I've went swimming there every summer when I was a little kid. I've taken my kids a couple times. But a lot of the people there were worried about all the fracking that was going to go on was going to screw up their natural resources because if you meet west texas people west texas people like west texas oh yeah without a doubt they love it and so like it's like another country over there almost and so they want to keep to themselves and they won't want to be invaded but i just thought that was interesting that you saw that was blue because they're afraid of the fracking messing up their natural resources so there. speaking of west texas uh i was in alpine texas not too long ago we were doing a beer event love out there. alpine and my grandparents lived in alpine you were okay that's where you had told me that you had you had went you went to ipam but there was a small town where they do a lots of art i cannot think of it marfa marfa 
Marfa. Yeah, Marfa. yeah, yeah. If y'all ever get a chance, West Texas, uh, they're they're slowly coming up on the on the craft beer scene. They got a, a lot of freaking awesome little places out there. Marfa, great coffee, great little uh, craft beer where you can find it. I mean, it's West Texas. There's not a a whole bunch of going on, but if you're looking just to, to go out there to relax, to chill. Uh, a lot of good scenery out there. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. For my 40th birthday, my wife took us out there. That's so, what it was, and I could not remember. Okay, that's so we next, went through Marfa, Marfa. and then went to the Chinati Hot Springs. So did you see the teepees while y'all were out there in Marfa? There, there, there's like there's like a dedicated freaking um, area where there's uh, there's uh, art out there, there's teepees, and um, they're building a small brewery out there that I, that we went out there. They're building a distillery for, for liquor out there. Okay. Uh, it, I don't know when that was going to be built, uh, but cool little area out there. It is cool. Yeah. And it's it's almost see, yeah, Alpine said it's Alpine's a college town. Yeah. So if Sol you're talking Ross about State this, Sol Ross State University is there. Yes, sir. If you go out there, you got a little college town. They used to have a brewery there that had great beer. Big Ben. Big Ben Brewing beer Company. Company. Great beer. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the brew the brewmaster at some point went to go work for Sellers Brewing Company. She was a female. Really? Oh, really? She was a female. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, without a doubt. And I want to say. I heard good, nothing but good things about Big Ben Brewing. Maybe we could find some beer, some old beer. But, well, you know what? If we were to do it, it'd be old. So it, we probably wouldn't. I, and, and so when I found out they were going to go under, I had a buddy of mine buy up as much as he could. And uh, I had their Hefeweizen. That's what it was before you I had the Hefeweizen. And that, that, they had a couple of lagers solid. that were pretty good. They had okay, a Mexican lager. Yeah. See, I never had any of those. I had their Hefeweizen, and I actually thought it was really smashing. But, Carlos, this episode is about Southern Star. Oh, yeah, Southern Star. So, uh, before I know Tim's going to do his exit here in a little bit, I just want to say, Southern Star, great job on the freaking fracking. Um, Tim liked the can. I thought there should be a little bit of brown there, but once again, I'm not racist. I don't just stick to one color. And um, (laughs) great notes, easy drinking, uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, nice beer. Six, six Six and a quarter alcohol content, so it's not, I mean... Very easy drink. Yeah, that's easy drinking. And that's also, not gonna... people remember, this is not the official beer or the oil field company. It's the unofficial it's beer. It's the unofficial beer. Of the yes, beer, sir. of yes, the oil sir. company. So those of you in the Big Bend area, feel free to drink uh, and partake because it is unofficial. Yes. Um, you're, you're not officially supporting the uh, the oil and gas industry. And those of you that are in the oil and gas industry, feel free to drink up as well. Yeah, it never sucks. Yeah. Beer, this, this beer doesn't suck. <laughs> so I'm gonna go back to uh, back to Malone Star, cleanse the palate, and we're gonna go back and visit an old friend, the Buried Hatchet Stout. Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy that's your buddy that you don't know his name. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about that guy. Okay. okay, I'm just making sure. Yes, yes, it's okay. Carlos is a little well, bit jealous well, right now. I can, we're gonna, I can, I can we're gonna pause the recording. You. Me and Carlos are gonna make up. I can up. honestly tell you, he'll never freaking ever forget my name. My name's <laughs> Carlos. Ooh, <laughs> you see that? And on that note. <laughs> All right, here we go. Last beer today. So we're going back to an old friend, the Buried Hatchet Stout. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just pour. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna spend too much time talking about it to get going. We'll talk about it while we're drinking. Um, but we're looking at uh, 40 IBU, so this actually has more bitterness than both the Blonde Shell and the Fracker IPA. Okay, um, 8.5 alcohol by volume, so this is our highest one, uh, which is consistent with a stout, right? Um, as I'm pouring, uh, brown. It's not super dark, you know. It's not that black. Uh, motor oil color. It's just a nice brown, creamy color. Looks great. Looks great. It even smells great from the crack of the, you know. Oh, it and does. We're yeah. Six feet apart, and I can still smell it. So very good job, <laughs> Southern Star. Yes. Yeah, oh, the... 
Wow, that oh, smells great. It does smell great. Okay, so yeah, this when I think of hot tub beers, when when we originally came up with this concept, I'm in the hot tub drinking barrel aged stouts. This this obviously is not barrel aged. Uh, we'll talk about the barrel aged version of it a little bit because uh, I was drinking that yesterday. Um, but man, that that's that outdoor. That's that campfire beer. That it is that, tastes, that tastes. It smells roasty. It so I can taste it before. Yep, you can smell it even before you taste it. You know what? You know what I just realized. I've known this since day one about you, Tim. Mm-hmm. You are a dark beer drinker, without a doubt. Stouts, porters, uh, barrel aged, um, and I, that's probably why we complement each other. Because uh, I drink a lot of freaking light craft beers, and I drink everything. But I drink more light than anything. And I've always noticed, everyone, whenever we hang out, you always bring something dark. So uh, kudos to you. That's fucking awesome. Without, <laughs> I mean, because I, I mean, you're just true to what you like, and I think that's freaking awesome. I, and, yes. You know, I mean, I'm gonna drink this. I, I can smell it and tell you, I'm gonna enjoy it. I haven't even put it to my lips. I'm gonna enjoy it. But my thing is, how many would I drink of these? I don't know. Maybe, maybe two for me. For me, well, but, but you but have it. You, I drink, I drink lighter pilsner, lagers, and kolsch. I'm going to challenge what, you, then, because because I know this beer well. If you don't know this beer as well, put this beer in your mouth and tell me you only drink two. Don't tell me what to put in my mouth, Tim. Thank but you this, for your I, I'm I'm going to be a little bit forceful with this. <laughs> You're crazy. You're but, a maniac, maniac. Oh oh oh. <laughs> you know that song. I do that flash dance. Flat, give me uh, some. Oh yeah. Oh, oh bring it back. Oh, we're gonna, my we're, gosh. Also, before we're done with this segment, I want you to start thinking because Southern Star's been around for a while. Okay. I, how many? Years? I don't even know how long. I know they have been. around. I don't know how many. I, I don't know. Oh, you know what? Gosh. You can Can I tell you this? We'll be. We're gonna do another segment on Southern Star, and we would like to actually have either a brewmaster or director of sales or whoever wants to come. Um, you're right down the street. Uh, I think y'all make uh, great beers. Um, so just throwing, throwing, throwing that out there. Y'all so more what than you think? Because they've been around for a long time, everybody's got a Southern Star memory. If you're a craft beer in Houston, you got a Southern Star memory. Oh yeah. So I want you to start thinking about your Southern Star memory. Okay. Okay. That's that's a hot tub beer. That's a hot tub beer. Okay. Well, for me, it's not, but it's a great beer. So that's because you're a communist. <laughs> no, I'm Mexican. Thank you very much. So I don't even know if I'm really sure what communist means, but um, this beer right here reminds me of going outside with the beanie, uh, no matter what the temperature is. Nice, nice freaking fluffy jacket, some snow boots. Uh, this is a freaking awesome beer. It's uh, not too thick, not too light, not too rich, uh, very easy. Uh, really enjoy it. But um, wait, wait. You could be in a hot tub without the heater on. All I'm saying is I wouldn't I don't want to enjoy sweatness or any kind of extra body heat while while drinking this beer. But oh. we know where Tim's at. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, know. I'm just yes. I'm just okay. Cuz it just to me this is this is the everyman style, right? This doesn't this doesn't overpower you with everything. It's like this, You're most definitely right about that. They do a good job of beer for people who like beer. Yes. Like that's that's that slogan is like hitting really good with all three of these beers because I don't know that each of these beers is produced specifically to and of course I could be wrong and one of them may come but this is just a consumer uh point of view like they're not brewed to hit certain points of a style. They're brewed to taste good. 
Without a doubt, because nowadays beer can't be good. It's got to be great. Otherwise, you're going to be left behind, and your brewery is going to be shut down. Um, Absolutely. Because it, it is no longer a joke. Uh, you can have all the money out there, and um, if your beer doesn't taste good, the beer, the beer geeks and the real beer drinkers of the world are going to let you know. But today, just as of last week, Tim picked three freaking uh, awesome beers. Last week was St. Arnold's. This week is uh, Southern Star. Eventually... Um, you know, Tim is just grabbing, grabbing breweries and grabbing beers, and eventually, it's not going to all be peaches and, and cupcakes. Well, I'll be, whatever. I'll be kind of honest. I'm yeah, I, like he is, he is going to be honest, and uh, I'm not always going to back him. Our taste buds are always going to be different. But today, another three home runs. Um, just so y'all know, we scale, we we score on a on a scale system of one through four. Last last week, we said, <laughs> I we got said, a little excited yeah, last week. Yeah, last week okay. we said one, two, three. I'm going to write a and, note to and, remind myself. And he, one and through he said four. five. After he had just said that we were doing a scale one through four. Thank you, Carlos, for reminding everybody. So, um, as I'm drinking my beer and I'm thinking about all three beers. So okay, so let's. What's the flavor you're tasting in there? Give me, give me some of the notes. A little bit of uh, coffee, a little bit of chocolate. Um, I mean, you want to know the truth? I mean, the smell just kind of like for me reminds me of a campfire. Yeah. You know. Um, yes. Whenever you look at it from a distance, it looks really thick. And then whenever you pick it up, it's not watered down, but it's not thin. I mean, it's a uh, great beer. So this is this is one of those breweries that I first started going to when I was starting getting kind of geeked out about craft beer. And I was home brewing. And full disclosure, like I graduated Conroe High. I don't know why. I don't know whether it's the region, but I'm partial to Conroe beers. Like I love like... Uh, B-52? B-52 is good. I was going towards Copperhead. Copperhead and, and times, Southern and I, Star and are amazing brewers. I don't know if I've ever really had a beer from Copperhead, but B52 I have, and uh, I haven't had all their beers, but the few that I have had, I, I think they're freaking on on point. Um, they, they, I, I mean, some of those breweries out there, you know, they're trying to do different things, unique things, um, different styles for different people. I'm not all about the freaking peanut butter jelly freaking beers and stuff like stuff of that nature oh we need to do that we need to do a episode with that then oh you know what oh uh, uh, maybe that might be we need to find some crazy styles for the next episode it, i mean it, it is what it is bro anybody out there from ingenious that wants to prove carlos wrong i'll tell you what ingenious people in houston go crazy over their freaking beer they do don't they, they they do you know they came out with a freaking halloween freaking theme with a casper the ghost frankenstein and I don't even know what what the other ones were, but I tell you what, uh, I saw them at HEBs as fast as they went in, as fast as they went out. Without so okay, so I mentioned this before, like this is one of the older breweries in the Houston area, right? Not not obviously not the we we had the oldest one in the Houston area or in the state rather, uh, Saint Arnold's? Saint Arnold's last 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 episode, right? So this time we're going to Southern Star, but they're they're well established, right? Oh, without a so doubt. So most since they've the been Houston around market. so long, what's your what's your first experience with Southern Star? What's the first Southern Star memory? Man, you you want to know what's crazy? So Southern Star was actually one of those um, those beers that you would go in and out of uh, restaurants. Uh, back in the day, and um, they were always given a tap of bon- of a uh, of, uh, of, uh, bombshell bombshell blonde. Yeah, and I would see the tap, so I tried it out, and um, I can't remember exactly the first place that I had it. I just know that whenever I did have it, I really enjoyed it, and um, I would always, if I'm gonna spend money, I'm gonna keep it local, and I would have their beer from time to time. And actually, I had their beer. I want to say at Texas Mesquite. In Cyprus, about a month ago, 
and uh, had it off the draft, and it was freaking delicious. So I'll tell you, this was probably, this was not probably, this was the first brewery that my wife and I went and visited. And I remember going, this was before Tokens, this was before any of that stuff, and it was in the warehouse that was near the intersection of 3083 and Airport Road. See, I've never been there, but I've heard it's awesome brewery. So we went there, because they're not there anymore, so we went there and drank and just geeked out about the beer. Okay. Did you and we went out or did y'all get drunk? Well, a little bit. You know what, man? Hey, I mean, just, 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 just say what's really on your mind. Don't, don't cheers me. We're six feet apart. Oh, sorry. That, that, that was actually a sound effect, guys. Uh, we, we each have three foot arms. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> that <was> awesome. <laughs> so oh. three, three plus three is six. <laughs> uh, and that's the extent of my math skills. So, but uh, the, <laughs> the, the best memory uh southern star okay so that was the first started out but the most recent and probably the best is and i know i keep harping on thistle but i i spent a lot of time there they did and, and chef for nissa villarreal did a uh southern star dinner for suicide awareness at this house that is on the southern star property and so we all sat in the yard, had a family-style dinner, drank beer. This was obviously pre-COVID because uh, we were doing family-style dinner. Okay. Um, it was amazing. and had so much fun. Uh, the growlers were a part of the admission to the dinner, so we went over. We got a growler fill after the dinner was over. Uh, just it was, it was really cool to go to craft beer in Houston, have it paired up with incredible food for such a great cause. Uh, people there were great. Beer was awesome. These beers have done nothing but get better over the years as I've tasted them. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You have to. you got to evolve. I mean, you got to step up your game. Um, yeah, i got a question for you. Okay. Uh, we're going to be doing Texas beer segment for a while. Um, if you had to put Houston – Against other cities in the state of Texas, where, where 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 would you place them? Because I know I know I know I'm a, I know that you I know you've had Austin beers. Now yes. you, you can't have every beer, right? And this, Correct. this is an argument. Well, for, I, I, I'm I'm gonna try. Yeah. Well, without a doubt, I mean, <laughs> you're a winner. Yeah. Well, yes. Winners don't give up. <laughs> you're so fucking, that's awesome. I we love that. we we know we'll never per, obtain perfection, but it will not stop us from trying. Carlos. Okay. Yeah. Without okay. a doubt. Because you know you go to the Dallas scene and uh, they got their thing going. Austin keeps it weird, and uh, they are just freaking innovative, and they're just out there kicking butt. Mm-hmm. Even if you know, I, you know what I know. I realize about Austin. Even if their beers just stay there, they consume probably with three million people in the city of Austin mm-hmm. more craft beer than the city of eight thousand people, eight eight million people in yes. the in the city of Houston. So and, okay, so let's let's narrow this down then. So we've got what. Four major cities that we're looking at in the state of Texas. Wait, wait, Houston, wait. Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, El Paso. El Paso? El Paso's not a major city? Are you... Wait, wait, wait. I'm not... No... Carlos, Carlos is about to offend the El Paso people. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I he threw a monkey wrench in the system, and I don't know where he's going with this. There's like 5,000 people in El Paso. There's more than 5,000. Is there... Is it, Does the fracking have to do with this... No, it does not have to do with this. So I thought you were going to go. This has to do with I went out to when, well, I, in fact, I went with your son. You, oh, we, yeah. we toted your son. We all went to El Paso for state youth. Two, youth state. two years ago? Thought it was two years ago, okay, yes. Okay, so I don't know where you're going with this story, but that's There good. was lots of El Paso beers. And really? I was able to sample a few. Now, don't don't recall the name of the brewery, but there was okay, lots did, of El Paso. The, the, the scene there was bigger than I thought it was going to be. Well, there is a, you know... There is the, the college there. Yes, UTEP. Um, but 
I've been through the town, and I've had a couple craft beers from any city you're going to go to, but uh, it caught me off guard. Are you are you are you being serious? Or are you are you joking? No, I was serious. There's like seventy breweries in Houston. There's like freaking seventy breweries in Austin. There's like a hundred in Dallas. Okay, so, so El Paso so people, we're gonna eliminate you from contention. For no, this, I'm not to tr- this ranking because of Carlos. Right. First now. of all, I'm a very honest, cool human being. I didn't know if he was fucking around people of El Paso. Also, there's nope. somewhere in Amarillo coming because some someone in Amarillo cussing us out right now too. Lubbock, do they count? They're in the Panhandle. They, we're talking about population size. We're talking about actual. Like it, so when people think of Texas, what do they think of? They think of Houston first of all. They think okay. of Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, and San Antonio. Okay, all right. I'm oh, stick- wait, wait, wait. So, no, so okay. So we'll stick with DFW, San Antonio, Austin, Austin, Houston, Houston. And you should always put Houston first. So I mean, I don't know why you would go backwards, but it's best for last. But if Tim says that West Texas, El Paso, I, I like El Paso. Great Mexican food. Right there by the border. Been there uh, maybe four or five times. Um, caught me off guard. Not trying to freaking. I want everybody so, to listen to the so show. So we're down to please, four. Please donate your money. We're, d- and, uh, <laughs> we're down to four. Okay, okay, we're down to four. All right, we, we've agreed Houston is number one. Well, for us, yes. For us. We're, yeah, I mean, you can't go against your but, city. But, well, I mean, look, look at our football team. I mean, we're four and. Uh, Twelve this year. Okay, if, if and I, I lived, still lo- and I still love, I still love the Texans. Okay, if, if if I lived in Brownsville, Houston would be my my favorite beer. Wait, no, wait, wait, where are you going with this? Oh, wait, are you from Houston and you moved to Brownsville? Or are you from Brownsville and you just be? Are you just a Houston fan? I mean, the beer with- is good. That's my point. Okay, number two. I mean, I I would go with Austin. Austin, I think, I think, no, I agree with you. I think Austin I agree has, I, uh, the, the craft scene in Austin is fucking amazing. Yes. Actually, we, we, we probably need to do a segment. So we did Houston, Houston. Uh, maybe we'll do a Dallas or Austin next week. I've got I've got some stuff from Martin House. Hey, Martin House, I tell you what. Um, I see them everywhere. I've only had their pickle beer. I haven't yet to, to venture off and try the rest of their stuff. Uh, yeah, Martin House would actually be a really freaking good thing to, 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 to go about. Okay. So three is? Wait, wait, wait. We may not agree on it. What do you think three is? I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say DFW just... Can I tell you something? The uh, reason why I'm going to say D, uh, DFW is because I don't know a brewery from San Antonio. But I know they're big. But I... Do you, can I, you I drink, I've drank Busted Sandal. I don't know if they're for real anymore, but Freetail, Busted Sandal. Oh, okay. okay. That, can, can but I, Freetail changed to Ghost Pixel. I don't even know if okay, they're around As anymore. we're talking about San Antonio, I'm going to be honest with you. Straight up... I know that they're a big, uh, the probably the fourth biggest largest city in in Texas. But I did the only beer that I've ever had from them, as he just spoke about it, and I really forgot was Freetail. And I can't say that I've honestly ever had another beer from San Antonio. So okay, but so, maybe, so so maybe we'll find some and we'll bring them on there if anybody wants to freaking advise us about any other San Antonio beers because there's so many out there you're not going to get around to all of them. So uh, just drop us and just let us know. So Houston, Austin, DFW, San Antonio is our ranking in top four. Well, we're from Houston, so that's kind of biased. But yes, I mean, because Austin makes fuck, dude. Austin has incredible breweries out there. They make they're they're weird, they're different. They just do their thing, and they Austin with with uh, with only three million people consume more beer than Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio. Yeah. I don't care about facts. I want to know what the beer tastes like. Well, I don't think people are just going to drink hyper. I want to drink beer. Hyper- I want to drink beer for people who like beer, Carlos. Okay, let's uh, rate the beers now that we just had. <laughs> 
Dude, that was good stuff. I was, I was. Okay, so we're going to take a little bit of a break. I'm going to finish this Lone Star. We're going to come back, and we are going to hot tub rate the three beers that we've had today. Okay, time to rate the beers. Uh, last thing, we're looking at these uh, one through four scale. Carlos kindly reminded me because I completely forgot last time yeah, by the got, time we he, got to it. He got super happy, and uh, he jumped off the scale. I mean, we were drinking uh, significantly higher ABV so, beers last time. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty much a professional, Tim. I don't know where you stand out of your life and your career. I am, I am, I am, I am completely an amateur. And this is uh, after five minutes that he has said that we're going one through four. So... <laughs> So, let's start. Bombshell Blonde, okay? One through four, what are you giving this? Sitting in the hot tub, sitting outside, drinking this Bombshell Blonde, what are you giving it on a rating of one through four? One, it sucks. I don't want to drink it. Four, this is the perfect hot okay, tub. Okay, for beer. me, I'm going to give it a 3.8 if it's fucking hot as hell at, during the summer by the pool. If I'm in the hot tub and I'm drinking this beer, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to give it a three because the beer's still good. I don't know if I'm ever going to give a beer a four. Uh, it's got to be top notch. Okay, but, uh, but without a doubt, do I like this beer? I like it. I love it. I've spent money on it, my own money on it. Tim, where you at? I, I no, I, I I really like the fact that you brought in the temperature difference, right? Uh, because I think that does play a role. I I didn't I didn't pay attention to that. I ignored it. So I went like three point two, three point two five, three and a quarter. Um, just because I, I, it does feel like I, I like drinking beer outside. It does feel good to drink that beer outside. I could sit in the hot tub and drink some, but I think you're right. Um, if it's hot outside, I'm going to crush this beer. Big crush. So, um, Little beer. So, Carlos, 3, 3.5 if it's hot. Tim, 3.25 in the middle. Either way right now. So, yes, sir. next beer's up is the Fracker. Okay, the the, you know what? the specialty IPA. Uh, that bears that. Uh, wait, are you going first? Or am I going? No, first? you're going first. Okay, um, I'm gonna give that a three point eight. You know why? Because I don't care if it's hot. I don't care if it's cold outside. That beer was very unique, very tasteful. I think it's a seasonal beer for spring or summer, but get get go year round because the the beer drinker right now uh could drink that year round. It's a uh, it's freaking juicy. Uh, it's not over juicy. It's freaking awesome beer. And what's awesome about that beer is that men and women will enjoy that beer. I I, I agree with you. I I went three five, three point five, three and a half. It, just simply because it it is that light, easy drinking beer. Yeah, without a doubt. But I, I'll tell you this: like I really think this beer is stinking cool because it's it it's an India IPA that the or India Pale Ale that the hops really come through. But it's not necessarily the acidity of the hops that comes through. It's the flavor and, of the, and the aroma that the hop presents to the beer that comes through. It's almost like this weird different take on the IPA. So I, I absolutely love it. Um, it is definitely a beer that I'll keep spending my own money on. But 3.5 is the score that I'm giving it I out think, of 4. I think, I think that's very fair. And Southern Star, y'all did an awesome job on that beer without a doubt. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to the last one, the Buried Hatchet Stout, the staple stout of the Southern Star beer line. So what do you got, Carl? Well, you went first, first two times. Yeah, I'll yeah, go first. Yeah, thank you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going awesome. I'm going 3.8. And, and just because I think, to me personally, my preference, the colder the temperature, the darker the beer I like. And and this one hits it on on all the notes. It's dark, it's roasty, it's good chocolate flavors. I can sit back in the hot tub and feel like I'm next to a campfire and drink, you know, 
several of these, and hopefully I'll find my way to the back door after I'm out of the hot tub. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I know your passion with the with the with the darks and the L's and the stouts and the porters. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll, I'll just match you on three point eight due to the fact that um, I really enjoyed it today. Uh, I'm not a stout drinker. If I drink one, maybe two at the most, because I always go back to everybody. Always goes back to what they like and you know uh, what what's easy on their palate and what they enjoy. Uh, but without a doubt, great beer. Um, wasn't too light. Wasn't too heavy. It was a perfect day. Uh, for us uh, in the hot tub back here in uh, Tim's backyard. Uh, awesome beer. Absolutely. And thanks for joining us again. Make sure that you're following us on the multiple platforms that we're on. Uh, make sure that you're liking us. Find us on Twitter at uh, beers at beers hot tub. Uh, you can email us at hot tub beers, all lowercase, all one word at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you think. If you got ideas for the next episodes, let us know. Uh, but like, share. Uh, the bigger this gets, the more we'll try. And uh, if you enjoyed listening to both of us sound like idiots, uh, you're welcome. And I like to use the word. Team fuck yes. Thank you for your support. Amen. Oh, <laughs>